census taker once tried to test me. I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. to episode 272 of the Throwdown Thursday podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Rahal, but you can call me Patsy the Angry Nerd. We are here live, live for us, uh, from the Pat Cave of Magenta Manor, brought to you by Deadly Grounds Coffee and part of the Dorkening Network. Uh, you can find all the shows on the Dorkening by going to the Dorkening Podcast Facebook group. Uh, there's like 40 shows on there now, and... You're going to find one for everything that you like. But that's not what we're talking about today because I am joined by my co-host on the show, my co-host in life. She is <gasps> the Baroness of Bordeaux, the Countess of Cabernet, the Mistress of Merlot, the Queen Regent of Rosé, the Real Housewife of Transylvania, the Michael Phelps of Wine, the uh, Queen of the Monsters, an Honorary Lizzie, and there was one other thing that I'm forgetting. Did, uh, you, did you say the Queen Regent of Rosé? I did say Queen Regent of Rosé, but I feel like I'm forgetting anything, uh, something... Anyways, it's Ashes Von Nightmare. Hello! You know, it's funny. I was sitting in the uh, production office the other day, and I was uh, I mentioned that I did a podcast, and somebody was like, oh, what's your podcast about? You know, I'm, you know, I'm kind of interested. So I was telling people, and I was telling somebody about uh, your intro, about how you have the longest intro I've ever heard. And uh, you know what it was? It's because somebody had a bottle of Apothic Red sitting on their desk. Oh. Yes. Uh, I approve. Well, I was talking about how, you know, you're a big wine person and you enjoy wine and wine-related items. So it was actually pretty cool. And so they, they thought it was really funny that you had such a long intro. And I'm like, I'm Patsy the Angry Nerd. <laughs> <laughs> Period. Yeah. Like, That's it. That, that was uh, it. So it was really funny earlier. I'm part of, you know, several different groups on Facebook. And somebody posted in one of the groups, like, uh, you know, let uh, auto-select on your phone. So you type in, like, the beginning of the phrase. And then you let auto-select, you know, finish the phrase for you. And it was all about Halloween costumes. So you typed in, my Halloween costume this year is... And then you let auto correct, auto predict, whatever, uh, finish it for you. And mine was my Halloween costume this year is a red wine drinker. <laughs> I was like, well, so you don't even need to dress like up. Looks like I'm not dressing up this year. Uh, yeah, I thought that was. <laughs> It's really funny. You know, I mean, sometimes you get them and they're like totally bonkers. And sometimes it just it just it just makes sense. So yeah. this year for Halloween, I'm going as a red wine drinker. I know. Surprise to you all. It's good. I'm going to have to put a lot of effort into my costume. Um, you know, it's it's something that I've never been before. Obviously, I'm, I'm really uh, I'm really I'm, I'm going to have to get all the accessories. Right. I'm really going to have to uh, put a lot of effort into this and really uh you know kind of uh see what we can do be get creative yeah 
Um, so this week, as we promised last week, we are discussing Tucker and Dale versus Evil, yes. which we just rewatched last night. We're actually recording this on Sunday because uh, we're trying a new uh, a new schedule for recording. Seeing as Patsy's uh, pa- Patsy's work schedule, oh, it's is so crazy, kind of fucked. Yeah, but like, like in the nicest of ways. No, like it's, like in the in the nicest of it's ways. A but it's a minimum of twelve so hours a day. Yeah, it's a minimum of twelve hours a day. Plus, you have to tack on two hours for drive time. Um, but the nice part is on you know at least on the film set you're currently working on they give you weekends off. Yes, yeah, we we're off Saturday Sunday, which is excellent. Um, so we can record you know we can kind of rest and recuperate on Saturday although we did a table read yesterday and I did another we podcast we are <laughs> yeah we will let you know as soon as we know um we are recording we're doing something super cool, uh, something yeah, that some we've never friends. done before. It's a scripted podcast, kind of like a storytelling podcast. Uh, our f- friend uh, Jenny Ismi reached out to the two of us and asked us if we would be willing to provide voices. And of course, you know, can't can't not. Uh, you know, let that opportunity go. So, uh, so yeah, when we have more information, we will definitely let you know. It is, <laughs> it is, it is so funny. Like, and I'm not it's just, it, it, there are some really talented people involved. Uh, the writing is brilliant. There are several different callbacks and, and, um, you know, influences, uh, you know, of, of, of several different things. It's, it's so good. It's so good. I, I don't want to give too much away. Uh, but once we do have information, we will let you know, we'll, we'll share it with you and we'll share it on our social medias and all that stuff. But, but yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. So. You know, this is a so our new schedule is because of the way things have been going. Um, Like some days I work six to eight, six a.m. to eight p.m. Friday I was there. I got there at ten thirty and left at one a.m. And we feel really bad because you know everyone is uh, used to a new episode of Throwdown Thursday dropping every Thursday, and we've let a lot of you down recently. So we're getting back into what we're we are adjusting our schedules so we can make sure that Throwdown Thursday happens every Thursday. Yeah, get and get us at the height of our most rested uh, if we can. So. That's Most our stress. Well, you know, we both work Friday. <laughs> we have Saturday to recover. You know, we've been kind of chilling out today, you know, and now we uh, and we get to do our show. And, you know, we're getting ready to, you know, we're going to eat in a little while, probably watch something and then go to bed. So we're uh, we're going to be uh, in good hands, I think. So this week, as I said, we're discussing Tucker and Dale versus evil. And so we decided to get into character this week. We think about some of our favorite uh horror comedies uh one of them you know obviously we're going to be discussing in uh the near future um maybe next week well i think several several wow several of them we're going to be discussing in the near future i love the genre of horror comedy it really combines two of my favorite things horror and comedy it's camp it's gore i love it i cannot get enough of it yeah um the fact that you can combine the two things and you don't necessarily I, need to have the gore to have a good horror comedy as i will uh, mention in a few minutes but but i mean it does it does help 
it helps. Uh, but I think that, you know, they're so different in the genre, you know, two very different aspects of um, the human condition, you know, uh, being terrified is so different from laughing your ass off and if you can combine the two i feel like it kind of creates this um almost like sense of uncertainty within yourself like you're almost confused right it's like this is terrifying but i'm laughing and i don't know what to do with myself but this is great oh there's blood flying everywhere you know it's kind of like you know, when you used to watch you know, uh, America's Funniest Home Videos and, like, the funniest videos were where the guy gets hit in the balls, you know, but, like, take that up the, to, you know, the next, you know, maybe several levels up. Yeah, uh, so not only does he get hit in the balls, but his uh, balls explode and his penis runs off. Like, they kick him in the balls and, like, they pop out of his ears or something. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, his schlong comes out of his nose. And... Yeah. It's like, oh, there goes old dick nose earballs. <laughs> um, but yeah, so. <gasps> I have an idea. Yeah. <laughs> what are you supposed to be, the elephant man? <laughs> Not quite. <laughs> no, he'd probably have a much higher voice. Um, Not quite. So. You know, to kind of kick off, you know, our favorite horror comedies, one of the, the first ones, and, you know, I'm sure as soon as I say it, you'll be like, oh, shit, that's what you were talking about. Young Frankenstein. Oh, shit, that's what you were talking about. Right, no blood, no guts, nothing no, like that. No. But a fucking amazing horror comedy. Yeah. Oh, wow. That wasn't even... Why? Not even on that the radar. That wasn't even on my radar. You're thinking of like stuff like Tucker and Dale. Yes. Yes. Wow. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. That movie is brilliant. And it's one of my favorite. Maybe that's what we cover next week. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. But, you know, we may have to We may have to do that one at some point. But so what's one I of yours? I love the dance scene. Putting on the Ritz? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Putting on the Ritz! Excuse me, it's so out of place. It's so brilliant. Um, so I'm going to go with a more recent one, one that was really bizarre but had us laughing our asses off. Benny Loves You. Oh, Benny Loves You is so good. Benny Loves You. Yes, Ta -ta. Benny Loves You. I didn't even think about that one. I was thinking older stuff. Like, um, there have been some great newer horror comedies that have come out within the past couple of years. Like I said, Benny Loves You, which is just so good. Uh, Willie's Wonderland. Willie's Wonderland's an excellent great one. one. And Psycho Goreman. Uh, even uh, Deathgasm, Turbo Kid. Oh my God, yes. Turbo Kid's not really a comedy. Uh, but, but it... Uh... It's more absurd or surreal. Like obscure... Because like, because like um, uh, the way Apple reacts to things, but 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 I mean that's that's comedy, like that's mm. you know uh, because of what she is and, and the how... way that she rea reacts to things and her excitement for life, especially given you know the circumstances. Yes, like I, I it, she's almost like really out of place with her surroundings and who she's with, you know. Um, yeah, I, I I would absolutely classify that as a horror comedy i'm gonna throw a, a couple out there uh, a couple british comedies um we have um holy shit i just uh doghouse doghouse Dog is, is great excellent. obviously Shaun of the dead oh like, i mean that's a that's a given 
Um, like when I think horror Fido. comedy, that's that's the first film I think of. Yeah, Fido yeah. was fantastic too. Fido is really funny. Um, like in the are, head and not the chest, headshots are the very best. There's some uh, really good like zombie stuff. Um, even like the the, the zombity genre. Yeah, the zombity as opposed to uh, Shaun of the Dead, which could be either the zombity or the zomcom. Like Ram Zom Com, Ram Zom, Zom Ram. Zom Zom Com works. That, that that's good. Well, that's it's clever. just that's just zombie comedy. Like it's romantic zombie zombie com. <laughs> Ram Zom yes, Com. Yeah. <laughs> romantic zombie comedy. Say that ten times Ram Zom Com. Um, yeah. So I mean, stuff like that. And I'm there's one right at like the edge of my brain that I'm I'm forgetting that like. I'm trying to remember what it is because it would it's it's really good. Well, I mean, you know, even I think uh, Beetlejuice can be classified. As oh, that. absolutely! Yeah, Beetlejuice is a great pick. Um, you know, Michael Keaton is you know that's one of like the greatest comedic uh, performances in a horror film ever. You know, like oh yeah, that's definitely one. I didn't even that didn't even cross my mind. I don't know why not. Like they made a, a comedic cartoon about it, like. You know, it should, it should be counted. Yeah, that's a good one. You know, especially that line. I've seen The Exorcist 168 times, and it, it keeps get, getting, getting funnier bent. every single time. Uh, you could even argue, like, Tremors, because there's a lot of comedy in Tremors. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess so. I guess, yeah. I mean, there's nothing that... You know, I wouldn't say like any of the the Friday the Thirteenth remakes or like some of the, like some of the stuff that's come out recently. One of my, well, I mean, all right, how about this? How about one of the short films we saw, Erica Stockwell's Firstborn? Well, I mean, absolutely, that fits that. You know, uh, uh, fuck yes by George Frazier. I mean, yes, that those definitely fit into the genre of horror comedy. I think you know, there's always a little bit of comedy in horror. You know, I think it's uh, to kind of set up situations to make light of some situations. Um, you know, there's I mean, there's always comedy in some dramas too. There's always at least a scene or two that makes you giggle. You know, because that's what we need for our entertainment. It's we true can't, human you know, interaction. Right. Like we can't, you can't just sit there and watch something that's, you know, dry, you know, you need something that's going to make you giggle a little bit. And, you know, some of these, these films, um, sometimes it's not necessarily the dialogue, but the timing of things. Yeah, it's just like the, how things happen, you know. And again, it's there's lots or, of different levels you know, of comedy um, too. In some of these films, it's the 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 kills themselves, the way like well, and like in this specific film that we're going to be talking about today, these two characters, um, the way that the deaths happen. Yeah, and even yeah. You know, <laughs> I mean, the, the, the situation to kind of, that they're all in, and you know, again with as far as like comedy and stuff, like you know. Throw it back to Abbott and Costello meet the mummy. You know, even the Monster Squad has some great comedy in it. Hey, asshole, you looked. Wolfman's got nards. Like, that shit's funny. And creature stole my Twinkie. That wasn't scripted. <laughs> that wasn't scripted. That just happened. Oh, man. So let us know what some of your favorite uh, horror comedies are. Uh, reach out to us in the comments and on uh 
Throwdown Thursday Podcast Facebook group and send us some emails at throwdownthursdaypodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, Nobody sends and, us emails anymore. You know, we're always looking for recommendations too, especially in the horror comedy genre. So if you know of something that we may not know about, definitely uh, hit us up and let us know. Yeah, so with that, we'll take a quick break and we'll be right back. Deadly Grounds Coffee knows how important your coffee is to you. Every batch is roasted to perfection with a unique special method that brings out the richest, deepest, smoothest flavor you'll ever find. We're coffee freaks too, and deadly serious about our brew. Just one sip and you'll know why we say, once you go deadly, you don't go back. It's truly coffee to die for. So when you're ready to get a little deadly, Get online and order yours at getdeadly.com. It's coffee so good, it's scary. Do you have a hankering for horror knowledge? We have such sights to show you. Do you require raging retro reviews? Do you desire discussions with devastatingly dashing dorks? The Dorkening Podcast Network has nearly 30 shows to satisfy all of your nerdy, geeky, and dorky needs, from horror reviews and celebrity interviews. Hi, I'm Adam Green, the director of the Hatchet Films and the star of Allison. Hi, this is Dominic Pace, who played the bounty hunter Gecko from The Mandalorian. Hi, I'm Mike Price. I'm a writer on The Simpsons. I co-created Epis for Family. Hi, guys. This is Dee Wallace from E.T. and Cujo. Hi, my name is Kurando Mitsutake, director of Gun Woman and Karate Kill. Hi, this is Samantha Newark, the voice of Jem and Jerrica from the original Jem and the Holograms cartoon series. As well as nostalgic trips into the past, pop culture, the latest in entertainment news, and so much more. Featuring a variety of shows and hosts that will simultaneously enrage, enlighten, and entertain you. Check out the Dorkening Podcast Network. My mom says I'm cool. Available on iTunes, Spotify, thedorkening.com, and wherever fine podcasts can be found. Oh, jeez. Oh, Jesus. Did you see the way those guys looked at us? Who wants to go skinny dipping? You should relax. Tucker and Dale are on the case. What is this place? It's just a cabin. It doesn't mean they're psycho killers. Then why don't you go in there and talk to them? All right. Maybe I will. I said maybe. Dale, what are you doing? I'm, I'm taking a crapper hole. You mind if I help? He's making her dig her own grave. There's no rules out here. It's us against them. Oh, good looking friends are here. Okay. Be behind. Run. Come on, be alive. 
saw your friend out there. He must be allergic to bees or something because he was running like a bat out of hell. This is a suicide pact. These kids are coming out here and they're killing themselves all over the woods. Oh my God, that makes so much sense. The girl that we have, she can maybe explain the whole thing. You've got another one inside. Oh, she's in my bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you gotta take the safety off on the side there. Don't do that. Oh! Time to start being more careful. Get up, get up, get up, get up. Time to die, freak. Come on. Fire! Stop, stop, bro. No, don't, don't use that. Let's get you down from there. Wait. Sorry about that. Ah, this vacation sucks. And we are back. That, of course, was the trailer. Uh, and again, you know, you don't really get to see much uh, of what's going on in the trailer. Um, but it does give you kind of the sense of, you know, the uh, the point of view of the college kids. So this, what this film does, and I love what it does, is it kind of takes the creepy rednecks living in the woods uh, trope and sort of turns it around and shows that maybe... Maybe everybody's just misunderstood. Well, that's one of the things that I love about this film. It takes a lot of these different stereotypes and kind of really just turns it on its head. Yeah, it's... it's um... You know, and I love that you kind of get to see things from both perspectives. So in the beginning of the film, especially when we first meet Tucker and Dale, Tucker uh, played by the incomparable Alan Tudyk. The national treasure Alan Tudyk. <laughs> and Taylor uh, Labine as Dale, who is just... Uh, you can't... You can't not love this character once you get to know him. He's like the less raunchy version of chubby uh, Seth Rogen. Like, when Seth Rogen was, like, endearing himself to everyone, he's like, oh, look at me, I'm chubby and charming, and I got a foul mouth, and I smoke pot all the time. Tyler Bean is kind of like his uh, more well-behaved, like, younger brother. Uh, okay. Well, he's got the scruffy beard. <laughs> I feel like that's one way of putting it, he's but a scruffy I wouldn't beard. necessarily... He's, like, he's goofy, but he's also charming. You know, he's... He's uh, he's he's every man, you know. He's like, oh, I can't go talk to that girl. I mean, look at her and look at me. And it's like, yeah, but you know, you're you're a good-looking guy, more or less. You got a good heart. That's two things right there. So I love the fact that we're introduced to these characters through the perspective of the college kids. And I love the fact that they keep calling them college kids. <laughs> well, I mean, they refer I mean, to Tucker again, and Dale like, as hillbillies. Right. But again, like it's playing with those tropes, you know, uh, they're referred to as college kids repeatedly throughout the film to the point where it's just it's so it's so funny. Uh, but we see things through their perspective and it seems very, uh, you know, these kids are going on vacation. They're going to go camping in the woods and they just want to go and drink and smoke pot, you know, for the weekend and have a good time and do whatever. Uh, and they realize they forgot the beer. So they have to stop at this like 
it's mini like a mart small gas, gas station. station. You know, it says it's like a general store because they have like fishing. Ta- like, because if you have subtitles on, which we never did before today, like you see the list of stuff that's being purchased by. Well, I was going to get into yeah. that. Hold on. So, you know, we're first introduced to Tucker and Dale through this other perspective as they are passing them the, the they're passing the college kids the college kids of course hit driving, driving a really nice like SUV, SUV you know full size uh completely it's my dad's car He's completely soups up you know like it's it's a really nice vehicle uh what you would expect these overprivileged bratty children college kids to you know be driving and all the dudes are in fraternities because they referred to him as if they referred to tucker and dale as freaks and he's that's what he said he's like uh, you know the douchebag kid he's like yeah chad of course fucking chad he's like yeah you're either a beta omega or you're or you're a freak and they're all like yeah we're all beta omegas yeah and they got their collars popped up on their polo shirts and like oh really just from the get-go you want these kids well some of these kids uh you want them to die you're like really rooting for their deaths because they're just they're just the worst they're terrible terrible people um but they see they are passed by Tucker and Dale driving in their beat down old pickup truck that kind of looks like it's on its last leg. It's rusted. And the uh, Tucker and Dale just kind of give them a look. That yes. It's almost like them trying to be menacing. But in reality, like... That's just They're their just faces. Curious. Yeah, they're that's just, just curious. their faces. But anyways, you know, from the perspective of the college kids, they're like, oh, you know, oh, those hillbillies. I don't, I don't have a good feeling about them, you know. And then they end up having to stop at this convenience store uh, because a, it's it's it says it's the last stop for mm-hmm. a while, like last stop before you get to where you need to be. And they forgot their beer, which, I mean, you know, if you're a college kid, like, wouldn't be that that be like the first thing that you packed? Well, if you're stoned, you're not going to remember. I it. mean, this is true. So they have to go to this general store and we hear this list of supplies being uh, listed off by... Dale, no, no Tucker, by, no, by, by, the, by the by the, the, shopkeeper. the shopkeep. Yes, uh, it's it's stuff that these guys are getting, but it sounds menacing. It at first. sounds very menacing. You know, it's like eight packs of nails, um, a wood chipper, a chainsaw, a scythe. Like you know, all of these things, you're just sitting there. You're like, well, it's like you know, a couple of hammers, um, yeah, razor blades. You know, all these, so, like, yeah, all of these, all these things that could be like, used, and like. Yeah. These, these kids are overhearing this and they're just like, oh, I don't have a good feeling about this. Uh, you know, and then come to find out that's when we kind of switch to the perspective of Tucker and Dale and you realize how endearing and just lovely these two gentlemen are. Well, well, no, like I said, with the subtitles on, because like, you know, we focus to the two, the two girls talking, yes. but the shopkeeper is still speaking and as you're as he's listing off like what's on uh, the 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 list, um, it's like oh one pack extra condoms, feminine hygiene napkins. Like he's he's listing off random shit that like you only hear if you really pay attention. But like I think the the director or the writer whoever just threw that in there, just because people are always so obsessed with like what's going on in the background in addition to 
what's going on in the foreground. So, like, that's not stuff you're supposed to hear. It's just him listing that shit off. So it's, like, super funny. That's like, oh, it's Tucker and Dale, and they need, like, tampons and condoms to fix their uh, cabin. That seems a little weird. But it does, you know, actually... uh Tampons can be used for a bunch of medical reasons. So, like, you know, if you get a bloody nose. Yeah, but like, Tucker so and like Dale say, don't seem like the type of guys that would you they would use, like, bandages or something. Maybe. Like, the, I, well, I think they're more resourceful than you think. Well, what did they do when, uh, what's his name, got all the bee stings? Nothing. They didn't give him anything. He poured beer on his face. Yeah, he poured... Okay, we're jumping way ahead, but uh, he poured beer on his face because alcohol is a... Um, An like cleanse. Yes, it's a cleanser. It's, well, it's going to clean out the wounds. You're supposed to rub uh, aspirin on a bee sting. Well, you know what? He was doing what he could, okay? He was he was doing his best at the time. He, he had like 10 different large swelling bee stings. Just like on his welts face. On his face alone. We don't even know what the rest of his body looked like. Probably he was in the pain same. and he was doing his best. All right, so pick up where you were. So anyways... The focus shifts while we're at this this uh, store, and we find out that you know these two gentlemen are just really lovely gentlemen trying to live their life. They're really excited because they are taking the weekend. They are going to their vacation home that Tucker just purchased. That was his dream to purchase his own vacation home, and he was proud. Gosh darn it! Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and 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 they were just that's what they were going to do. They were going to go. They were going to work on fixing up this house they were going to our just a cabin it's a cabin it looks like the gonna, evil dead cabin it was yeah it's it's a very spooky menacing looking cabin uh, and they were just gonna drink beer and have quality time together and just kind of you know be besties accomplishing something like how nice is that? just two guys working on their vacation home making it nice so they have a place where they can go and be proud of right like you know and and clearly you know neither of them have a special lady friend or special man friend in their lives so you know it just it means a lot to them to be able to be out there you know uh tucker sank all of his savings into this location you know making his dream happen and he could not be happier in his own tucker way and you know uh Dale at this corner store sees this girl, her name is Allison, that we come to, you know, we 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 learn later on. And gosh, he just thinks she's the prettiest thing ever. And uh he wants to talk to her. And, you know, the thing about uh Tucker and Dale, yeah, sure, they kind of have this whole like backwards hillbilly redneck thing going. But Dale is uh He's very timid and he's very unsure, but he's very good natured at the same time. And Tucker, 
Tucker is, you know, he just, he means well and he tries to help Dale achieve, you know, Tucker is able to achieve his dreams sort of kind of, you know, in a, in a way, you know, by purchasing this vacation home and he wants to see Dale succeed too. And at that moment, Dale wants to ask this girl out and Tucker is trying to- Well, he just to, wants to talk to her. Well, yeah, he, yeah. He wants to talk to this girl and Tucker's doing everything in his power uh, to, to build Dale up, to Go talk to her. And he said, you know what? Just say hi and smile and laugh. And Dale yeah, whatever goes, you say, just smile and laugh. <laughs> Dale goes over to her. After Come, grabbing a scythe. Right. Well, they were packing up the truck to obviously bring the supplies back to where they need to be. And uh, yeah, he, it's almost like he just completely forgot that he had the scythe with him, you know, and he's just. He grabbed uh, it as like a crutch, like something to lean on, something to have like. Because it's always the, what do I do with my hands conundrum. And he goes over to her and fails to say anything, just laughs. No. He says, you guys going camping? (laughs) (laughs) Like, the creepiest thing ever. Like, you know, stuff that you would see in typically in a horror movie where a guy just like, are you going camping? (laughs) You know, like, trying to be scary and intimidating but that's right and th- and that sets up really sets up the perspective of yeah because chad comes over trying to do karate like hey man we don't want any trouble and you know why don't you just pop your collar a little more chad Dale's just like oh sorry 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 and he just like walks away you know like all all kinds of you know like embarrassed and upset well because even though like to these kids these two seem like they're big bads almost they're really not (laughs) like dale is just a teddy bear like he really is he's just he's just smushy and he just wants to hug yeah he just he's and like tucker his uh his bark is way worse than his bite um he couldn't even bring himself to threaten him later on in the movie when something really bad happens so you know, we'll we'll get to that. I don't want to jump ahead of things. So, from Tucker and Dale's perspective, you know, they get to this cabin, and it's this almost dilapidated-looking, Evil Dead-ish cabin, and it just looks scary and creepy, and something you know that you, a normal person wouldn't want any part of. But to them, it's like fucking Disney World. Right. They're they used think it's to... the greatest thing. They pull up and they're like, oh, my God. You know, and I just thought that was so cute. They're used to living in, in you know, not the most fanciest of places. You know, they're used to, you know, kind of roughing it and living in the woods. You know, they're not like living in the woods, but like, you know, cabins like that, like it's a big it's a huge place. It's probably like bigger than the, you know, small place that their family owns, you know, that's been passed down for generations. You know, they they probably don't live in a super fancy apartment or anything like that. It's but it's nice. It's like this is our vacation home. We're going to fix it up like they have these, you know, these um I don't want to say like delusions of grandeur, but like they have this goal of turning this into a place that's nicer than the place where they live. Like, they both have their own bedroom. Like, they talk about how big the place is inside. And, you know, they're only seeing the positive parts of it. Like, there's all these newspaper clippings well, about think, murders. <laughs> right. And the first thing they, he does they is see, is like, a, a coupon, coupon for, for dogs. hot dogs. 
buy, buy two, get one free. Oh, this, and it's got no expiration date. Like, that's what he sees. And it's like all these, like, you know, murders in the woods and this guy got killed and, you know, Memorial Day massacre. Right, because we find out the backstory uh, from the douchey college Chad. kid, Chad, uh, when they arrive to their spot and they're, you know, making camp. They do have to do the whole, like, I'm going to tell you a scary story? story. So apparently there was this whole Memorial Day massacre thing where this hillbilly Serial killer killed a bunch of campers, and one of the campers just happened to be his mom. Uh, well, she got free, um, and like his dad was murdered, and they never found the they never found uh, the body or or any type of remains of the body or anything like that. And his mom was pregnant, so you know, like he grew up without a dad because of these hillbillies. Like he took that from you know the, the hillbilly took that from them. So he has this vendetta, which is why he chooses is this spot to be there and it's like 20 years or whatever from 20 the, years from that day that day you so know, making that the him 20 yeah you know uh you know they're so so that's what's driving him uh you know and the fact i feel like you know he's just lives off of you know douchebaggery and pbr yeah like i don't understand what gives him this a sense of being better than everyone else like that I don't get so the college kids are just doing you know typical college kids shit and uh, Tucker and Dale are just trying to live their life they go night fishing which is apparently something that people do um, and they run into the college kids because apparently it's a small pond or lake or wherever they are they just happen to be close by that's all and they see this girl Allison uh, the girl that Dale was kind of sweet on just several hours ago. And they call out to her, hey, lady. <laughs> no, that's not what happened. Yeah, they did. No. Um, she was getting dressed. She was getting undressed on a rock. And, um, you know, they were they were both watching. And then Dale's like, oh, I can't look at this. And he's like, he's like sure, I can. You know, he's like, oh, why not? Like, you know, she's just, you know. Whatever, you know, so Tucker's being a little creepy and Dale's being very respectful and he yells Tucker's name and she falls off the rock into the into the water. And he's like and he's and Tucker slaps him and he's like he's like, Well, what was that for? He's like, When we were out in the middle of the you know, in the in the woods on the pond watching a beautiful girl get undressed, you know, you like why would you yell out my name? Like that's what distracted her, and then they realized that she hadn't come up for what for air, so they paddle over to him, to her, and dive in and help her. And then they're like, you know, they look over at all the other kids. They're like, "Hey, we got your friend," which they take as, "Hey, we got your friend." Right. The kids are thinking that they he they kidnapped her, and they all freak out and they run away. And Tucker and Dale are trying to wrap their head around the fact: Why did they just run away? Like, we have your friend, you know, come get her. She's not okay. And so they take matters into their own hands. They're like, "Well, I we're not just gonna leave her." So we have to go tell Chad, who was like being super creepy and tried like three times to kiss Allison and she was like totally not into it. You know, so 
They bring Allison back, and it's really, uh, again, you kind of get that, that the, the clash of perspectives here because when Allison comes to, you know, she's in this strange cabin. She has uh, weird clothes on. Um, you know, she, she doesn't know where she is. There's this really menacing-looking dog staring at her. Yeah, he's missing an eye. And then Dale comes in. And he's carrying this. He's tray. silhouetted, like y- she yes. can't see him that well because of the. They do great a great job with the lighting and the blocking in this scene. You know, so she's like, no, 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 no. She's freaking out. She's like, no, get away, no, 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 no. And Dale's just trying to bring her pancakes. He's like, oh, you hate pancakes. Oh, I'm sorry. I'll go make you something else. And she's like, pancakes. Like she's so confused because she thinks again that they're gonna try and kill her. Right, so she's the first to find out that uh, these guys are just really awkward guys. Because he comes back with eggs. <laughs> he comes out back with bacon and eggs, and he's like, oh, I hope you like bacon and eggs, you know? Don't mean to scare you. Uh, introduces his dog, Jangers, and, you know, she she realizes that, you know, this this vision that she's had in her head of them is incorrect and you know it's kind of a uh, commentary on stereotypes you know a lot of times we stereotype people and just assume that this person is like x because this is how that's what they look they like. are presented or this is how i perceive how they are presented you know and then come to find out like dale can't hurt a fucking fly can't even hurt a fish you know yeah well exactly like he can't even fish like he can't even catch fish and he's uh and and tucker like tucker doesn't really care about anybody else not not like that no but not like that but like you know he's not worried what anybody else thinks he's working on the house exactly like you know he doesn't care what you think he cares about what he thinks and the fact that, that, you know, right now, like, he's just still elated and working hard trying to make his dreams come true. This dream of his vacation cottage. Uh, yeah, because we, then we see, uh, you know, this is where the things start to get crazy because Tucker, uh, I mean, see, Dale asks Allison if she likes board games. And then they proceed to play, like, this knockoff Trivial Pursuit and he is absolutely annihilating her. And we hear them talk about that a few minutes later, you know, because the kids are stalking them. And he's like, they're like, oh, he's like, oh, yeah, that girl, I, you know, I was beating her real bad, you know, but I'll finish her off once we get back. And he's like, oh, you they're always like, beat oh people because that, that messed up brain of yours. You're right. And they're like, oh, my God, they're going to they're gonna kill Allison. But this and is... in reality, they're just talking about the fact that uh, Dale is like this savant when it comes to trivia. Like, he just knows things. You know, he's, uh, I forget how he describes himself, but, you know, paraphrasing here, like, he's stupid when it comes to some things school and stuff because he dropped out of third grade but he remembers everything right like you know he remembers everything that he ever learned so that's why he's good at trivia because he just he just can bring up all of this uh this interesting yeah, information the, the question we see is like who is the fifth president of the united states it's like oh yeah that's easy um and them playing the game leads to the first teenager death or first college kid death because he's inside playing the game, and instead of helping Tucker, Tucker's got his chainsaw, and he's sawing through a log, a downed log, and it's he saws directly into a bee's nest. 
and he starts running and going, you know, going crazy. He's waving the chainsaw all around trying to get like, the bees. Like, I mean, it's a really kind of, like, obnoxious, overdramatic reaction to what's happening. But at the same time, I feel like I would I would probably react in the same way. Like, he's trying to chainsaw through the bees. Yeah, he's using the chainsaw <laughs> as a way of warding off the bees like he's... as he's sprinting away. And the kid that had been approaching the cabin sees this and he's like oh my god run for your life and like he's running and it looks like from his perspective that tucker is chasing him screaming and waving a chainsaw around. right very uh very texas chainsaw if you will just wielding the chainsaw running it almost looks like he's running after this kid now he runs by the kid and says to himself oh he must not like bees too because they both kind of look at each other like why are you running and why are you running like the kid's like, I thought you were chasing me. Like, that's the, the expression. And Tucker's like, why are you out here running? Like, maybe you don't like bees either. And then the kid, not looking, runs straight into a, a downed log and impales himself. And then as this, as he's dying, a bee f- floats around his head, lands on his nose. And you see in his face the dawning realization that, oh, shit, this guy was getting chased by bees. He wasn't trying to kill me. Oh, and now I'm dead. Yep. And like his friends find him and they're like, oh, they left him here as a message. Like, <laughs> And this, yeah. So that starts this whole series of events where these kids. Um, so I refer to this film as like an accidental horror film because yeah. uh, none of the deaths are intentional. Everything happens by accident. And, you know, it's it's comedic in the way that it happens. And, you know, obviously everything could have been avoided. With a conversation. Right. Or if the kids had just, you know, kept to themselves, left people alone, you know, it's, it's so it's, it's really their fault. And these, uh, to Tucker and Dale, it looks like these college kids came to the forest and made a suicide pact, and they're trying to get themselves killed. They're trying to kill themselves. They're trying to kill Allison. And then because they're part of it, uh, they're trying to kill Tucker and Dale. So there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of stuff going on. Because they're like, all right, we're going to surround them. Like, everybody has weapons. So, like, one kid has a sharpened stick. One kid has, like, a little pocket knife. You know, somebody's got an axe. So, like, they all kind of spread out. And, like, they see Dale and Allison digging uh, an outhouse hole. And it turns out Allison is is good at this. She's a good digger. Because she grew up on a farm. Yeah. She actually relates to Dale a lot. Like, her upbringing is rather similar. She used to work on a farm. So, you know, it was one of those uh, situations where you really didn't have uh, an opportunity. Like, you had to pitch in. You didn't have a choice. She, she said it was help out or get out. Exactly. So, so she knew all about hard work and, you know... Uh, how to conduct herself in such a way. Yeah, manual labor, stuff like that, stuff that needs to be done in a rural setting. Like, shit that you know that these other kids, her her friends, so to speak. And, you know, I constantly question why she was hanging out with them. Because she seemed like... Uh, you, right off the bat, you know, when you are introduced to all of these characters, she is 
really unlike them. I think it, you, she might have just been like trying to find. Like you know, maybe some it was people. just a, you know a situational thing. Like you know, she didn't have anybody, so she latched on to whoever. Yeah, whoever these kids are, like Chloe and 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 Chad and ugh. Um, but. Of course, his name is Chad. Yeah. My apologies <clears throat> if your name is Chad. Like, we're not just speaking of stereotypes. Yeah, right. Um, but yeah, there's, there's, uh, this is when it really, like, starts to get crazy. This is my favorite kill. So there's a, a kid. So they're looking at, uh, you know, they're, you know, far enough away that they can't hear, they can barely hear what's going on, but they can't really tell what's happening. And they see, you know, you got Tucker loading up the wood chipper, and you have um, you have Dale with Allison, and they're like, "Oh my God, they're making her dig her own grave!" <laughs> like that's the first thing that they think. And so they're like, "All right, you know, you guys go over here, you go over here, and like, let's go get them." So we see the kid with the with the pocket knife, and he runs and charges at. Tucker trying to push him into the wood chipper, but Tucker ducks right as he leaps. So the kid leaps head first into the goddamn wood chipper, and Tucker's freaking out, and he's trying to pull a, pull the kid out, and the well, like, the girls see him, and they're like, "Oh my god, they're feeding him into the wood chipper!" Well, like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. like it looks, which like- is hilarious. And, like, Tucker is just mortified. He's trying to get this kid out because apparently he thinks he can save this kid who, you know, I mean, like, there's blood everywhere. And he even says, like, are you okay? (laughs) (laughs) And even the line that he has later is like, oh, he's pretty heavy for half a guy. Um, Then we see the kid with the sharpened stick, you know, uh, go after Dale, but he trips falls and like Dale's trying to get out of the way and he clocks Allison in the head with the shovel knocks her out and he uh he falls backwards and the kid drops his stick and the stick lands in the ground next to Dale and the kid impales himself and just kind of slides all the way down like landing on top of Dale like spitting up blood and shit on him oh my god and that's when they come to the conclusion that they think it's a it's a suicide cult, like, and that they're trying to kill everybody. But one of the kids had gone to the cops, and the cop comes back, and oh yeah. So go go ahead. You you you. Where were you? Well, I was gonna say this is a cop that actually uh, was at the convenience store earlier, and warned Tucker and Dale? Oh, no. He pulled them over for a taillight. Right. Uh, Tucker and Dale, they were enjoying some road sodas uh, while they were driving to their destination, their vacation (laughs) home. had to take his fucking shirt off for some reason. Uh, Well, it's because Tucker spilt beer on him and Dale went to like help clean him like clean it up grab the beer can and stuff dale's shirt got stuck on uh like his button got stuck on 
Tucker and uh, it looked like they were in a really compromising position for a moment. And in order to get out of that compromising position, Dale had to lose his shirt, which made it look like they were in an even more compromising position. Uh, But anyways, so come to find out it was just a taillight that was gone. And uh, the cops asked, you know, like, well, where are you going? And they told him, you know, it's my vacation home. And the cop's like, oh, you don't want to go down that road. You don't want to go down that road. No, don't do it. So this is the cop that responded to the kids, like, because one of the kids went left, off. Yeah, the left kid that and, and drove. brought the cop back. And that's just kind of like when all hell breaks loose. Yeah, so the kids, they're, they're trying to... Uh, because Tucker and Dale have this conversation where Tucker's like, you know, we can't go to the cops because what are we going to tell them? Like, well, because they're what bo- does this they're, look like? Their, their yard is just littered with these the corpses of college kids. Killed in horrific ways. You know? Um, and uh, it, it, not at the hands of Tucker and Dale at all. They're kind of exasperated at this point. They don't know what to do. Uh, you know, and I really feel bad for them because the situation just does not look good. And Tucker flat out says, we cannot go to the cops. You would have to be some going... kind of moron to believe that story, even though it's the truth. Right. And then when they tell them, tell him, the cop goes, you must think I'm some kind of moron. Because he's trying to explain... Tucker's like, let me do the talking. But, like, Dale keeps interrupting him. He's like, oh, there's another girl. Like, she could corroborate everything. He's like, oh, where is she? Oh, she's in my bedroom. Why? Well, she could tell you what happened if I hadn't knocked her out with a shovel. Like, (laughs) because the cop comes around the corner with all the kids and sees them dragging the body of the kid from the goddamn wood chipper. They each have a leg, and that's when Tucker says, wow, he's heavy for half a guy. Like, it's just the most compromising position. But he's like, yeah, like there's a, a girl inside. And when he goes inside, he leans against one of the weak beams that has these nails sticking out of it. Like, they're like, oh, we have to fix that at the beginning because Tucker almost gets hit with it. But this time it hits the cop and drives the nails like through his forehead. Like there's one that comes down through his head and out his cheek. Like it's, oh, it's brutal. And he's like trying to call for backup. And the kid that went and got the cop, like grabs the cop's gun and points it at Tucker and Dale. And Dale's like, oh, you got to take the safety off. Yeah, he's like tells him he's gonna take the safety off. He's this like, "What are you doing?" Shoot, pointing this gun at them with the intention to shoot, and Dale's like, "Oh, hey, let me help you. You gotta take the safety off." Well, I mean, that's who Dale is. And the kid's like looking at the gun, and Tucker's like, "No, don't do that." And of course, as he's waving the gun around in front of his face, trying to see if the safety's off or not, shoots himself in the face. And then Tucker's like, "You gotta be more careful." <laughs> Oh, this, this, oh, I love this movie so much. So, it, you know, throughout the whole thing, it really just shows you the, uh, the kind heartedness of Dale and the fact that he just means well. You know, he's, he's not the brightest. Uh, you know, he just, he values his friendship with Tucker. And same, like, Tucker really values his friendship with Dale. You know, um, 
and they're just they're just really they're just really good guys. Yeah, they're just like two you just guys you know that... like at the end of this you're just I mean because their vacation home is set on fire. Yeah, it ends up we we're not gonna ruin how like the last act it, of the film. Sweetie, it's been out for like eleven, 11 years. years. I know, but like I don't want to ruin that last act because that that might be like the craziest set of coincidences to lead, uh, okay, lead that so to there's, burning there's down. So there's a lot of craziness that happens and they lose their vacation. Allison home tries and... to get them to sit down and talk because she wants to be a therapist and she's like, This is a good way to practice. I can like you know, broker peace but, between But here's the thing. Like, you know, she realizes because she was in the position earlier where, you know, earlier in the film where, you know, she had preconceived notions of these guys and realized, oh, hey, I was jumping to conclusions. You know, what I thought is completely false. And she knows that's what her friends think. So she was trying to facilitate communication between the two to be like, hey, Chad, you know, unpop your collar a little bit and listen to what these guys have to say. They're really not that bad. And, you know, hey, guys, this is Chad. You know, he's, you know, with with my friends and stuff. You know, we're not all trying to, you know, kill each other out here. Like, we're just, you know, trying to have a good time and take a break from school and stuff. You know, like... So she's trying to play therapist. She's trying to use the, the the tools and the knowledge that she learned at her classes and stuff. Granted, you know, she's only in her undergrad year. So she's got a little, yeah, she's only like 20, little, little ways to go. But, you know, in it was the first time both parties ever really tried talking to each other and of course like chad is just a douche so you know he's just like yeah i'm chad i pop the collar i'm just gonna sit here and be a fucking douchebag and he tells and... the story of the memorial day massacre like, correct he gets into more detail about it you know correct and and you know tucker and dale like they feel for him you know they're not they're just like oh wow that sucks you know they're like oh hey that's terrible you know um yeah they're not but they aren't the ones that facilitate the happenings that happened in the end of the film right that's again the college kids causing all the issues between themselves like not again rushing in, into jumping the situation to, right jumping to conclusions and not seeing the bigger picture not realizing things and stuff so um seeing as i can't tell you about the ending and about the uh character developments that happen in the end you can just you can tell about the just don't tell them what happens at the house because that's okay i won't say what happens at the house because that's an amazing <laughs> so tucker ends up in the hospital because of the doings that's transpired towards the end of the film and dale goes to visit him and dale is looking very cleaned up yeah it's, he, it's the nicest that we've seen him look he's clearly like combed out his beard and he's got his hair combed nice he's wearing a nice uh bowling shirt he looks very nice very cleaned up and you know it's not wearing his his overalls and his flannel and you know his you know dirty old hat that's got the and bend like in the, the brim. first thing tucker wants to know about well this is after dale dale brought him a beer with yes. a with a bendy straw his favorite sipping utensil yes <laughs> and, um you know i mean obviously you know supposed to have alcohol in the hospital but it had a, but, it had a ribbon on it but it had a ribbon a on red it, yes. ribbon ironically um 
and Tucker asks, he's like, he's so less concerned about himself in that moment and more concerned about Dale wanting to know, you know, did you ever ask her out? Like, did you have you have you spoken to her? You know, we went through all of this together. Like, what happened? And Dale was like, "Well, I didn't, I didn't really do it, and I didn't have a chance to do it because she asked him out first. Yeah, they're going bowling. She's a heck of a bowler. And that was their thing. You know, they were they were part of a bowling team and stuff. And seeing as uh, Tucker was incapacitated at that time and Lost couldn't bowl. Two of his fingers. But his bowling fingers. Yeah, he did uh, get he did get fingers back, but on his, and he and he held them up to show Dale and one of them was definitely not his. It was a very pretty red color though. He's like, I don't remember that one looking like that. Do you? <laughs> but it stitched it back on and it was working for him, so but in the end, Dale conquered his fear of speaking to a pretty girl, and he got the girl in the end. And I'm assuming that Tucker was able to get insurance money for the house that burned down. I hope so. Yeah, because the the very you know the the scene towards the end, he, he ends up um, he gets Allison a present. He gets her a pink helmet because she's always getting hit in the head and getting knocked out. So he's very concerned for her safety, and you know he tries to pour out his heart to her and tell her how she feels but she interrupts him with a smoochin it's really cute it's like one of the cutest endings especially of a horror film ever yeah uh, but yeah i you know not much of um they're two really great characters not much of a character evolution between these two characters aside from dale who conquers his fears and gets the girl in the end yeah Tucker but, just kind of remains the same uh, but these are two really they're so good characters if you have not checked out the film tucker and dale versus evil it has become an october staple in this house we watch yep. it every year it is so good it is so funny uh the gore factor is up there it's very satisfying if you are a horror fan and if you aren't a horror fan the comedy is gold yeah there's some great kills and in like this. the the one-liners are just you know, sometimes it's just it's all situational it's really funny really yeah. funny yeah it's it's excellent and um you know we highly recommend this to anybody horror fan or not um you it's watch one of those, this. you know, if uh, somebody asks us for recommendations, they're like, hey, you know, especially around this time of year, hey, you know, I'm, I'm looking for something, you know, we're not really into the, you know, too gory stuff, but we're looking for a spooky movie to kind of get us into the mood for the season and stuff. What can you recommend? And this is one of the first films that comes out of either of our mouths. Yeah. You know, it's always Tucker and Dale versus Evil. This is a good... Uh, like if you're really trying to like ramp up your like horror stuff for the month of October, um, this is a good early October film. Like because it does have some gore, but it's not so much horror as it is. It's more comedy, like a bloody comedy. Well, I mean, and there's obvious nods to other horror films, you know, um, the Texas Chainsaw. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, Texas Chainsaw, obviously, with the whole chainsaw chasing scene, you know, obvious nods to Evil Dead because of the whole cabin situation, uh, you know, uh, the Friday the 13th franchise. Halloween with the, you know, the it's been so long since, you know, this mur these murders happened and now they're starting up again. And like sometimes... Um, certain shots that they take uh, will remind you of a scene from another film. 
Yeah, that's that's absolutely true. Yeah, I'm. These are these are so much fun. Uh, this the these two guys, um, and they're played so well. Like Alan Tudyk can do anything. Well, and fun fact, so it was Tyler Labine who was uh, cast very early on as Dale, but they needed to find the perfect person for Tucker, and. At one point, uh, I think they threw Johnny Knoxville's name out there. Oh, no. Dane Cook oh. at one point. Yeah. And apparently, like, in an interview, um, Tyler said, he was like, you know, they're throwing all of these names out at me. And I was just like, no, absolutely not. That's not the, that's not the right person because he knew um, – you know, he knew how he was going to approach his role. He knew how he was going to play Dale. And he knew that, it, you know, it had to be a certain person with a certain um, presence yes. to play Tucker. And there was somebody else lined up to play him. And they had to drop out doing due to scheduling conflicts. Now, they didn't say who it was but that is when alan tudyk got involved and uh tyler said it was just magic from like you know when he was cast to you know the first day on the set obviously there was instant chemistry between the two alan tudyk is such a good character actor he can do any i mean we've seen him as a chicken we've seen him as a droid we've seen him as a german bodyguard uh, in one of the Transformers movies, we've seen him as, you know, obviously a redneck, you know, hillbilly with his own vacation home. Like this we've guy. We've seen him in rehab. You haven't seen that film. You would <laughs> love him in that film, 28 Days with Sandra Bullock. I saw the sequel 28 Days Later. Uh-huh. Yeah. And the prequel, uh, I have not seen either. 27 Dresses. I haven't seen that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen that movie all, three times. That's like 81 universe. Dresses. Obviously. Um, but yeah, if you have seen this, what do you think? If you haven't seen it, check it out. Uh, let us know your thoughts again. ThrowdownThursdayPodcast at gmail.com or in the Facebook group. And uh, Ashley, do you have anything else you want to add to this? or Just watch it. Yeah. Just watch it. Uh, it's uh, streaming uh, through the Amazon channel uh, Monsters and Nightmares or Nightmares and Monsters. I don't know. It's two ninety nine a month. It's a, a similar to Shutter type thing, uh, but you can get a seven day tr free trial. But two ninety nine a month. Check it out. It's uh, it's a lot of fun. And uh, we'll take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll wrap things up and give you a preview of what's coming up. And Next a time. brand new battle. And a brand new battle with the brattle battle theme. We'll be a right brattle. Back. Brattle theme. Brattle theme. What's that rattle? Brattle, 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 brattle. We'll be right back. Boy, it sure was nice with that backwoods inbred cannibal clan to give me directions. If you ask me, they're a seriously misunderstood section of society. Hey, wait. What is that music? And what smells like hydroelectricity? Shaking in the shoes the way you look at people huh, when you're at the haunted hydro? Why, why, it's okay, little fella. You can come and play in my playground. <laughs> Crazy Bob's here tonight, and I love each and every person who comes to visit us at 1333 Tiffin Street in Fremont, Ohio. That's right, 31 years of burying people in my backyard. <laughs> 
I want to invite you to come down. Visit our Facebook. Visit our website, www.thehauntedhydro.com or, because we like to just be crazy, hauntedhydro.com. You don't have to use the word the because some of you have trouble spelling it. I get it. I get it. It's not our fault. Words are hard. So I'll just stick to what I know. Social media. I'll follow you on Instagram at the underscore haunted underscore hydro and at facebook.com slash the haunted hydro. Well, I want to remind you, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we are doing our 31st year. Make sure that you come down and see us. Sooner or later, you're going to be one of the few that survive. <laughs> At Strong-Willed Sports Memorabilia and more, our mission is to raise as much money and awareness for pediatric cancer research as possible through the giving away of authenticated, autographed sports memorabilia and more. All proceeds from our games will be donated to various pediatric cancer foundations, with the majority going to the Dana-Farber Cancer Institute and the Jimmy Fund. Our mission to give back began when Craig and Kara's son, William, was diagnosed with a stage 4 Wilms tumor, and his courage to fight and overcome his cancer ultimately led to the start of the hashtag Strong-Willed Movement. For more information on how to donate and support this great cause, please visit the hashtag Strongwilled Sports Memorabilia and More Facebook group. Oh, hot dog, Tucker. Have you ever seen anything like that in your life? There's nothing so special about them. They're just your average college girls. Nothing average about that. You know something, Dale? She's just human. Why don't you go over there and talk to her? Talk to her? What? What in the world would I say? I don't know. Tell her that you got a vacation home. That'll probably impress her. Are you out of your mind, Tucker? These are college girls, okay? They grew up with vacation homes and guys like me fixing their toilets. You gotta have some faith in yourself, man. Girls can smell fear. Now, come on. You are a good-looking man. More or less. You got a damn good heart. Yep. I mean, that's two things right there. Now, go on. Get over there. What's the worst that can happen? You know something? You're right, Tuck. I'm gonna do it. All right. I'm gonna do it right now. All right, hold up, hold up, hold up. All right, no. Whatever you say, just smile and laugh. That shows confidence. Smile and laugh. Okay. Do it. All right. You guys, uh, going camping? <laughs> and we're back. That, of course, was the uh, the gas station scene we uh, we discussed earlier. Again, it's a lot funnier. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot funnier seeing it because obviously just watching, listening to it. See the look on his face. Yeah, and it's not the whole scene. So, um, yeah, definitely. Uh, Definitely check out this movie. It's so good. Um, I haven't heard anyone ever say anything bad about it. It's just, it's so good. Um, so, let's, uh, what do we got? We got a we got a new battle this we week? We do have a new battle. And when we have a new battle... We have to play the battle theme! It's
this week we are throwing down the best friend beatdown. Which dynamic duo has the guts to defeat their opponents and be the last two standing? It's a TLC match, and by TLC I mean tables, ladders, and chainsaws. Nice. Location, the cabin in the woods. You can choose from Tucker and Dale, Sean and Ed from Shaun of the Dead, Jack and Benny from Benny Loves You, Ooh, or one. the janitor and a can of punch from Willie's Wonderland. Okay. All right. I, I, you might be a little, uh, little uh, handicapped considering the uh, only one person at the end of uh, Willie's Wonderland there. It's just Willie and his can of... Does he really need another person? <sighs> Probably not, no. He is pretty awesome in that. But, uh, but yeah, all right, so we'll do that. As long as he has his, his soda and his routine, and it's not break time, he should it's be fine. It's not break time, no. It's not break time. I mean, unless you're talking about, like, breaking some faces, then it's break time. So, yeah, I, I oh, that's a tough one. I mean, I know what I would go with in my gut. But I don't know what I would go with, you know, with my with with my head guts, and my thinking guts. Brains. I believe that is the uh, that's the scientific name it for is. Thinki- it. Thinking the thinking guts. guts. Yes. So <clears throat> it's October, so we have to watch as many scary movies as we can. And unfortunately, I'm, I don't think I'm going to be able to get. Uh, I'm not going to be able to get all the ones that I want in. So I've been I've been trying to average one spooky thing a day. So that includes television shows and you know like an episode of a TV show or a movie or something and I mean luckily October 1st was Friday so so far I'm doing really well. Yeah, I've got a couple and I got um I mean I don't really count that as spooky but I got uh escape plan with Schwarzenegger and Stallone, I watch that. But we have, you know, what we do in the shadows episodes to watch. We have mm-hmm. Simpsons Halloween episodes to watch. So if nothing else, we can get that in. You know, like. Let's see. I watch. Let's see. I watched the most recent episode of American Horror Story, um, which. Uh, so this season they're doing like a two-parter. It's a it's a double feature, so to speak. And the first six episodes were one storyline, and then I'm assuming it's the next six episodes are going to be a different storyline. And I actually really enjoyed the last storyline. This whole uh, Stephen King vibe that it had taking place in 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 Providence, Massachusetts, Provincetown, excuse me, Massachusetts. Um, you know, vampires and uh, the creative mind and everything that happened. I I really actually enjoyed it up until the last episode. It kind of took a little bit of a turn that I was just kind of like, uh, this really didn't have to happen. Uh, but for the most part, I really liked that part of the season. Um, and I really liked, I enjoyed the first half of the first episode of this, you know, the, the, the second half of this double feature. Uh, it involves aliens and the first half was really well done. I enjoyed that story. I kind of hope that they um, do a little bit of this uh, story because it's almost like a two-part story. 
with the whole alien thing. So to kind of give you like some backstory. So I'm kind of hoping they continue the backstory portion more because I find that a hell of a lot more interesting than the current day stuff that they're doing. So I don't know. I mean, like I'll still watch it because it's it's Ryan Murphy and I pretty much watch everything that he does aside from Glee. I just couldn't do that. Um and then let's see. That's I not even remotely a... the same genre. Well, no, it, it, like he has his hands in a lot of different pots and he uh, deals with several different genres of things. Uh, you know, and there, like Pose was so fucking brilliant. Like he did such a good job with Pose. Um, you know, th- there are certain things like American Horror Story. Like if you're a fan, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, it, it starts out great and then... Uh, sets you up for disappointment you know sometimes it's just an episode sometimes it's a whole chunk of a season that you're just kind of like come on get better please uh but anyways i watched uh, what else did i watch oh so far i've watched jennifer's body which i haven't seen in probably about a decade i haven't so, seen it at all uh that that would actually be a really good character to cover the okay. characters of Needy and obviously Jennifer and what happens to Jennifer Their and her body. Uh, really fun. Like, really fun. So, like, with um, a tarp, cover, Jennifer, cover Jennifer's body? Yes. Yes. Uh, and I watched Nocturnal Animals, which was a first-time watch for me, which was um, interesting. Uh, I remember seeing trailers for it. It came out, I believe, in 2016. It written and directed by Tom Ford, of all people, you know, the fashion guy. Uh, so the shots, some of the shots are just stunning. Like, just the, the, the way everything is set up and, you know... Um, but the story is, it's interesting. And it was more of a mind fuck than I thought it was going to be. And I found the ending to be really sad yet satisfying. Sad is fine. Sa- sad, yes. Sad is fine, yes. Uh, and I, I liked it. Amy Adams is brilliant in pretty much everything that she does. I find her to be a fantastic character actor. And Jake Gyllenhaal uh, surprised me. Like, he sometimes does these roles that I, I just... I know he's a good actor. Uh, he's had a really interesting career. Like, I know he can act. But sometimes, you know, you see him in something and you're like, oh, yeah, that's right. Jake Gyllenhaal can act like he's actually really good. And this is one of those films that you're just like, oh, yeah, he's he's really good. So it's really cool. Um, It's streaming on Netflix. So if you're interested, check it out. Like it's it's really well done. And like I said, just a complete mindfuck. And, And there's there's gore and it deals with some like really heavy stuff but in a interesting way i don't want to give too much away because there, there's you know a little bit of a twist and everything but, oh, but yeah it's just it's it's really it was really good i was really impressed with it yeah i haven't really been watching much because uh i think although i i would say i think i get a pass for right now because while well, I mean, i'm not watching you're busy well when you're working well what i was gonna say is i should get a pass because while i'm not watching a lot of horror stuff i am working on a horror set for a horror film. So I think that kind of counts. You did send me pictures from set the other night. 
And it was just the way that the light was hitting everything. Just the natural light, I'm assuming. No, there was a big ass oh okay floodlight okay so well anyways it looked like natural light it was uh the way everything was set up it it looked really fucking spooky i'm like wow it's too bad a horror movie isn't being shot there because we were, it was they it, had it's the, a really good location they had the smoke machine we were on a literal island uh it was a smoke machine and everything what was being shot like where i the picture i showed you everything was being shot way over to the left um but the picture I showed because we were deep in the woods. We were okay, deep. Okay, well, in given the, woods. the fact that it was a, a, a smoke machine and non natural lighting, uh, it looked real. Oh, yeah. It, it well, was very eerie. Well, and I, it I sent you real. the picture with the guy in the boat. Yes. <laughs> like, it's just like, imagine if you're just like out on a walk and this is what you see. Like, I was trying to frame it to make it look really cool, but like, that's not even, like, that's. 30 yards from where the actual shooting was going on. Yeah. So it, it's like, it looked, it looked really cool. Um, yeah, it's, it's, so I think, you know, this Halloween, I get a little bit of a pass or this October so far, because while I'm not watching as much horror stuff as I would like, I am working on a horror film. So I think that's, I think that that counts, you know, especially where like, I'm on set at least 12 hours a day, and it's a two-hour drive uh, round trip. So, you know, 14 hours a day is just on set. You don't <laughs> have to explain yourself. We're giving you a pass. No, I'm just, it's okay. I'm just saying, you know, um, explaining but, my thought process. But no, so we do have a couple of things coming up. In two weekends, yep. uh, we are going to be at Monster Expo. Actually, it'll be from so like a week and a half. Yeah, week and a wow. Two weeks from today is your birthday, Sunday. Yay! Because this will this will drop on uh, what, what day is it? This will drop on the seventh. Um. So yeah, the. 16th and 17th is Monster Expo. So we are going to be uh, in Fairhaven, Massachusetts at the Seaport Inn and Marina. If you want more information, definitely check out Monster Expo. That's M-O-N-S-T-A-H. XBO on Facebook. That will give you all the information uh, for tickets and all that other stuff. It's going to be a really good time. There are some fantastic vendors. And I just saw today that they opened it up for uh, a couple more vendors for mm -hmm. like, you know, any last minute stuff. So um, it'll be fun. It should be a really good time. Yeah. And uh, we have our room and we're going to see all our friends and we're very, very excited. So come play with us forever, forever and ever and ever. Or, you know, until they kick us out. Yes. Um, I think that's pretty much it. Yeah, we've got some good stuff coming up. Like I'll probably drop a, a hint or a preview for what's coming up uh, for this week's show. And um, I think with that being said, we, we will see you next Thursday. Thursday.